want you to do for me. What? Come here. So we're live on the internet too, Robert. We got a camera up there. On the internet, what's that? <laughs> we're broadcasting to uh, Twitch TV. Twitch. Twitch, yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gazer Podcast, episode 55. My guest today is Robert Shane. I'm joined by my co host, Drake Nelson. Hi. Hi, Drake. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're pulling a double today. It's, uh, yeah. So how you doing, Robert? From the colon of the comedy store. <laughs> yeah, did you? I, I didn't even tell you how to get down here. Did you know? How to get here? No, no, no. The, uh, no, the no, I just texted you, actually, and said, how do I get here? Oh. Where are you doing? But then I asked some guy who told me he's down here. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't get, get the message, but, uh, yeah, we'll Robert out. Duchesne, it's great to have you, man. Um, All right, so I brought some oil. We'll be wrestling it up, right? Let's do it. <laughs> that, isn't that what this is about? <laughs> Internet, what's that? <laughs> Dude, you're one of the funniest guys on the planet. And, uh, yeah, I first met... Oh, her. man, don't do that. Well, yeah, yeah. I, we were, it's funny, we were just talking oh, yeah, about that on the, on the way down here about how uh, people will introduce you. Like, I did this gig the other night, and, and the guy was introducing me, and he was like, he was like, this guy's great. He's one of the funniest guys I've ever worked with and all this stuff. I'm like, Jesus, dude, take it down a notch. You know? Yeah, yeah, I, I can't even follow my intro. Yeah, I don't need that kind of pressure. Oh, and then he does, and then he did this. He goes, he goes, he starts out a little slow. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing to oh me, man? Oh, my God. You tell him I'm one of the funniest guys you've ever heard, and then you tell him I start out slow because I'm not all. Yeah, there's people that do it. You really got to listen to this guy. Yeah. But they're, they're here and they're facing the the stage. Yeah, I think they know how to be an audience. Just let me. Hand I love the rules I give for audiences. Now everybody, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass out of here. Now have a good time. Thanks for coming out. Don't you think we kind of need it in today's society, though? Like, um, I mean, but when they get these screens, to a point, yeah, to a point. Look, I don't even bother. I don't even care about texting. You know, you, you know when when, when it first happened. You know, it was first, it was like, it bothered me, and now I'm right. like, as long as they're shutting the fuck up, yeah. they can text all they want, you yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't bother me. The only thing that bothers me is when it's really dark in the room, and you can see, like, their face the all lit blue up screen. by the blue screen. Better lighting on the guy in the crowd yeah. than on me <laughs> on stage. Yeah. 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 No, it doesn't bother I don't care. As long as they're quiet. As long yeah. as it's not a drunken bachelorette party. Yeah. I figure I'm ahead of the game. So. It was the worst. I did a club in Detroit one time that literally had nine bachelorette parties at the same oh time. Oh, my God. Nine of them. We just throw your show out the door then. Dude. Oh, was, yeah. All I did was put out fires. And every bachelorette party wants to be, you know, they're there because they think everyone, they think the comic is going to is going to make fun of them or talk to them. I made sure I didn't talk to any of them. I'm like, <laughs> I, I just yeah. ignored them. And it Fuck was the crazy. audience. <laughs> I hear you, man. <laughs> That's why you're known as Mr. Showbiz. <laughs> it's like that uh, that Red Fox story where he comes out and they play the music. He's like in Vegas and they play the music. Bum, bum, bam, bam. 
and he comes out and he looks at the crowd and he goes, I ain't performing for no 30 white motherfuckers. <laughs> Red Fox don't play for 13 motherfuckers. Walks off. And he walked off and they played the music as he walked off too. They played it when he came up and he said that and they walked off and they ain't performing for no 30 white motherfuckers. <laughs> That's a Billy Crystal story. Is that Billy Crystal's story? Yeah, he, well, I suppose that he went to see it. I don't believe anybody now. Why? I'm not going to say names. You know, now they now I find out they buy stories for their books. You know what I mean? Oh, kind of like uh, Billy uh, Crystal was there in the audience. Supposed. Oh, okay. First, oh, wow. he starts out. He go. He says, yeah, "Red Fox told him, uh, you know, come to the show, and you know, I'll leave you name at the front desk or at the at the box office." And so they went up. I guess we could just tell Billy Crystal stories all day. Maybe <laughs> she got Billy Crystal. No, I, uh, <laughs> who needs Billy Crystal? We all know his stories. He, he walked up, he says, I were a guest of Red Fox. Red Fox doesn't have any guests. <laughs> Made him pay to get in. We're sitting here, but you know. Right. And so then they went in. Supposedly, who knows who it actually happened to, and I'm sure Billy Crystal bought the story. Yeah. I thought my life was boring, but now I'm just keeping my eye out in case it's a good story you want to buy. Like on Seinfeld, Kramer sold all the right. stories. Yeah. To Peterman. To Peterman, yeah. yeah. To Peterman, son of a bitch. Um, how long have you been in comedy now, Robert? 30 years, sounds, 30 years. seems about right. So you started in the right around the boom? End of it. End of the boom. Yeah, it was like, hey, this shit's falling apart. I want some of this. Well, I want in. <laughs> I want some of this action. <laughs> this ship is sinking. Where do I Oh, my God. It was so full of bitter comics, man. Yeah. It was brutal. I bet, because right at the end of the boom, they were like, I used to get a thousand an hour to feature. Exactly what yeah. they were saying. Yeah. And they were terrible. Yeah. You know, that's why it ended, because there was... You know, it was just wasn't. It's kind of like the the tech boom, um, about ten years back. You know, the tech bubble. They right. they didn't have the technology yet. You know, they said, "Oh, it's going to replace TV." Blah blah blah. Have run, run your own content, but it wasn't ready. So it just kind of hit the dirt. Now it's ready. Now mm -hmm. people are doing that. Yeah. So it was the same thing. They had so many comedy clubs and not enough comics. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. 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 Now it's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what, you know, they happened. They had two, ended up with too many comics. Yeah, and now there's not enough clubs and way too many people who think they're comics or that they can be comics because of social media and all that stuff. They, you know, and a lot of the people who are the funniest guys in this business, like yourself, um, mo most people that are really funny at comedy aren't always like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, like in this day and age, you kind of have to be. Yeah, I mean, that was my problem that I got into comedy at like it, I was I was like 35 years old you were 35 when you started yeah and so I was like spent most oh so I've only been doing comedy 25 years um because I'm 60 but uh yeah, I, was like, I didn't think you were 60. So I'm doing a podcast and doing math in my head yeah um what was we talking about uh, I don't even know I asked you uh you got into it late. You're 35. Oh, yeah. I spent most of my young life trying not to be noticed, trying to get away with shit. You yeah, know what right, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you're all of a sudden you're in a business where you're supposed, where you're supposed to say, hey, look at me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly. I mean, there's people, I've gone to people's social media that have got like 35,000 Instagram followers and they're like a comedian. And I'm like, that guy ain't no comedian. Yeah. He's fucking terrible. But yeah. He's figured out the Instagram game and all that stuff. Yeah. So. I'm going to start focusing now. I, I always had to plan to wait till I was 60 to start focusing <laughs> on my career. Right. You, you entertain me on Facebook, man. Oh. Your Facebook posts are some of, posts are some of the funniest yeah. shit I've ever read. Thanks. And follow me on Facebook. 
Robert Duchesne, is that the camera? Yeah, yeah. Run around with the camera. Right <laughs> <laughs> is everybody watching it? Yeah, there's a couple people watching. Oh, there's a couple people. All right. Do you ever get... Uh, Tell one of them to show us their titties. Are there any women? <laughs> <laughs> can they? They, they can. watch us. We can't see. Well, they the can titties. probably they can send something. They can send, send a picture to Robert's Facebook. Yeah. No, don't give me. That's it. Oh, that's all I got is Facebook. But don't, be sh- don't be sending titty pictures to my Facebook. <laughs> no, you get a, get a wife, you get all in trouble? No, but Facebook, they, they're, break, they're cracking down. We, right yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, private message me by all means. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was talking about anyway. I was like, God, can they, are they looking at your private messages now? They probably I think do. they are. There's There's got to be some guy, right? Of course they are. Everything. Yeah, they're saving it anyway. I don't they're, know. They're saving everything. I guess uh, Zuckerberg was talking to Congress today about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't get to see it. I was out busy. I should have recorded it. I don't know. Was it on C-SPAN? Or it was what? on everywhere. Oh, yeah. I bet it I was. I shared it. You know? Yeah. That's all I do is share. I don't read it. You know, if that guy looked like your typical white guy businessman, people would want his head. But he looks like a you know autistic kid that you know <laughs> used to kick the shot out of in school. So, oh, he's harmless. You know, he's actually fucking Dr. Evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. He used to beat up autistic kids. <laughs> well, we didn't know what to call it then, though. You know, you know that back weird kid. They, you know, just that weird kid. Back you know, then, he was just weird. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, didn't look you in the eye. That kind of thing. It was kick his ass. He's different. You know what I mean? So, you know, now go hide in your room and invent the internet. That's it. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. We all do our part, really. You know. Now yeah. they're cutting the bullying. So I don't know where the where the next inventions are going to come from. Right. Yeah. Shit. Except everybody, you know. Anyway. Speaking of bullying, I saw a thing about Columbine the other night. This, uh, this I forget what the name of it was, but they were talking about how the media has been responsible, in a way, for all these school shootings because they built Columbine up as being these two kids who got picked on all the time. And now, kids that do get picked on end up shooting up schools, but come to find out... And it was all bullshit. Like, the media just took this story and ran with it. They weren't, like, picked on or anything. One of them went to prom three days before. The other one was fairly popular. And the media just ran with this story, and now it's spawned all these copycat killers who want to be, like, Columbine. <coughs> so, so if they get picked on, they're like, well, this is how I'll get back to them, you know. And, and Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris are, like, their idols. And, you know, so they, they're fucking evil bastards, man. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that kid, that the last kid, um, the one that's uh, still alive, right? Yeah. He's in, where was he, Florida? Yeah. He's getting um, uh, love letters. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah. And naked uh, pictures of girls and stuff, you know. Really? Again. Feel <laughs> free. Um, you got to murder somebody, buddy. You got to pull out a gun and shoot the both of us, and yeah. then you'll get all kinds of pudding. I prefer you not do that. Yeah, no, don't worry about that. I, uh, I don't want to be the pudding. Yeah, I mean, I'm a pretty sweet-looking man. <laughs> I end up agree. in prison, you know. <laughs> Isn't it crazy, though? That, that uh, Ted Bundy used to get all kinds of uh, love letters. Scott Peterson, the guy who killed his wife when she was eight months pregnant. Charles Manson. Charles Manson. They all get love letters every day, you know? Yeah. It's freaking scary, man. What, what's the what's the attraction? What's preventing there? me from having a girlfriend? You got to murder someone. I got to murder someone. But women like nice guys. <coughs> they really do yeah, <laughs> find out that they, you know they end up cutting you up, you know, slicing you up from sternum to stem or whatever that saying is. Yeah. As long as you're nice. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you're nice after the, you know, he's just misunderstood. When he's not killing people, he's I can really fix nice. Them. Yeah, maybe there's an element of that, or I don't know. But I, uh, 
Let's go back to your Facebook post. Have you ever gotten in trouble for any of this shit you said? No, I never, I never really, you know, there was a while there at the beginning where I would argue with people and shit, but yeah, so fucking stupid, man. You never yeah. get anywhere. Oh my God. You know, it's just, you argue with one person and then somebody else chimes in about something else you said, three posts up and you end up going, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> You're yeah. just typing fuck you in capital letters. Right. And it's like, okay, well. You know what? So from now on, anybody starts to argue, I'm like, don't do that here. Yeah. I'm not going to do that here. Yeah. So. Do you delete their comments? It depends. I don't really have to worry. I, now I use it. For, all I use Facebook for is an open mic. Yeah. I just post yeah. jokes. Yeah. And if it gets enough likes, I try it on stage. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, okay. I didn't realize you know. like that you were doing it to that extent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're great. They're great jokes. Oh, thanks. I wish yeah, I had that's... written down some of your Facebook posts to read them today, but I mean, please go to his Facebook. It's some of the funniest shit you've ever heard in your life. I didn't know they were actual bits because I've been using them like all the time. So I'll give you credit next time. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> I mean, if you ever get a paid gig. <laughs> They're rare. You can't fuck with this guy. No. <laughs> Dude, Shane is a fucking hilarious. <laughs> you are the funniest guys out there. I love your joke. Uh, I think I saw you do it at the Comedy Magic Club where you were talking about the, the people always talking about adopting their dogs. And they're like, oh, they're heroes. And like, hey, Oh, rescue. Yeah. Yeah. You want to give me a ride from the airport, hero? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a kind of a grandiose term. You know, uh, well, I rescued my dog. Really? Tell me the story. It's going to be amazing. Right. It was on the news or something. Yeah. Oh, you drove to the pound and you picked it up. Well, fuck. Yeah. Can you rescue me from the airport on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a bit about fucking rescue. You fucking, you know. Do you remember when we first met? Um. Yeah, you had to remind me because we were drinking heavily that week. Was is that what you're talking about? Was I drinking too? I guess I was. I don't remember. Well, I thought you were. I think I was. I think I was. I think I was. When I'm drinking, I think everybody's drinking. I think I was. We're having a great time. <laughs> this is wild. I was too, but you took it to a new level. Like, you were, yeah, you were really, like, I don't know if you're. Oh, I'm a raging fucking alcoholic. Do you still drink? No. Never? Well, I wouldn't say never. You know, yeah. but uh, not like you used to. Nothing, nothing. You know, maybe a glass of wine every once in a while, that kind of thing. Yeah, but that's it. No, I no, I don't. No. Well, when we worked together, you were doing this Atkins thing, so you weren't eating much, any carbs at all, and uh, you were drinking like just vodka because it had no carbs in it or whatever. Mm. That sounds like one of my genius fucking <laughs> ideas. And there was, I've got it now. There, there was one morning when I. I walked out to the pool area, and the pool was locked. Like, it wasn't pool season. <laughs> and the pool was locked, and it was one of those fences that had, like, those really sharp bars on the top. Like, you would really fucking, you could kill yourself. Yeah. Or at least tear your nutsack open trying to get over this fence. And somehow, you were inside the pool, and you were, like, either passed out or you just went up. And I walked out, and I'm like, Robert, how'd you get in here? And you looked up, and you're like... I don't fucking know how I got it. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing you're uh, alive after that particular night. Oh, I don't know how you didn't stab yourself. That's pretty mild. Yeah. There's a lot of other <laughs> shit that should have killed me. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I just. Tell us one of your best drunk stories. Uh, I don't, I don't remember any drunk stories. You know, yeah. you have to ask other people, but uh, yeah, you know. What's some of your secondhand stories? Um. I don't really have, I'm not a storyteller anyway, you know, yeah. I write, you know, I write jokes and I say shitty things to people, so, <laughs> I, I, so I'm not, you know, people always like, yeah, I'm just a terrible storyteller. Were you ever worried about what people think? 
Because you definitely don't seem like someone who cares what anybody thinks. It's too late to care. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, they're going to think what they think already. Um, like when you're starting out, did you, you know, were you always kind of a, I don't know how to. What, when I started out, I wasn't drinking. Yeah. I was stone cold sober. That's why I started doing comedy. And that's mm-hmm. also like, why you started drinking, probably. Uh, no, and then I got divorced. Okay. And, um, and then somebody offered me a beer, like a backyard barbecue. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? No. Didn't really offer it to me. Just handed it to me. So. Yeah, it's I, always I, an awkward thing. And up to that point, yeah. you had never drank. No, no, I drank and then had to quit. Okay. You know. Oh. Uh, I'd already been through the fucking huh. ringer. Okay. And then I quit <laughs> drinking for, let's see, I quit drinking for seven years and then and I quit smoking cigarettes for 14 years. Okay. So that was pretty good, I thought, after seven years of uh, drinking. I mean, after seven years of not drinking, I, I still didn't smoke. Okay. After seven years of drinking, yeah. So that's which is pretty hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I didn't smoke. So you had periods where you <laughs> where you drink heavily and then you quit for a while and then you go back to it and all that. Um, no, just basically it was <laughs> the time I was sixteen mm-hmm. till I was about. Now you're making me do math here. <laughs> um, Thirty-five. So I must have been like twenty-seven. I drank steadily, heavily, and then I quit for seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, then I quit for seven years, and then I started drinking again heavily for up until. Whatever's been a couple of years, I don't really count. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like yeah. you're in prison. Yeah. <laughs> Just waiting to have that next drink. One more day. I did it another day. <clears throat> you know, I don't get that. People are just barely hanging on. So it's been two years and seven months, man. What, <laughs> so, yeah, okay, calm down. Like, what, you know, what kind of jobs were you doing before you got into comedy? Like, what uh, kind of career? Construction work, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Bullshit. Fucking hard labor. You think that helped? Because I got into the game late. Do you, do you think that helps you? That's what you call it, the game. The game, yeah. you know. Sounds like the hit. inside term. The inside <laughs> baseball term. But I was uh, 31 when I started. Right. <clears throat> um, about 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you look like hell, Greg. That's all. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, but you think, you think that, uh, that helped you starting late? No. I wish I'd have thought of this yeah. shit way yeah, yeah. sooner. You know what I mean? I mean, there's people that did it in college and out of college, and now they're living in the Hollywood Hills. Right. You know, I am not yeah. living in the Hollywood Hills. You know, people always say that, you know, you know, you got, now you got life experience. Well, you don't need fucking life experience to do comedy, really. It's more about personality. I didn't believe it when Bill Cosby used to say that. He used to say it's more about personality and roofies than anything, you know. <laughs> material, material is third on the list. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's crazy, man. It doesn't make sense. It's got to be material, you know what I mean? But it's not. Yeah. You know, people, people are moved along before they're even funny a lot of times, and it's personality. Yeah. I'd like to go back and re-fucking think the whole thing, but that's, you know, it's too late now. Yeah. Too yeah. late to get a personality now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When you, uh, when, how old were you when you, you were, you were like 30 when you started doing comedy then. So 35. Which I guess is a little bit late, but, um, what led you to it? Like, did you live in a city that? Uh, when I was in high school and I was in high school, I did that place. A teacher like pulled me out of class and said, you should do acting. So I did acting. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, I see, I wrestled for about, uh, three weeks. Yeah. But then the drama teacher was like, well, what are you going to be a wrestler? Yeah. You know, and, uh. You should come back and do drama again. So, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. The boards was calling me. <laughs> That's what we call it in the game. The game. You know, the, I think they, they call it the boards. 
like the actors, like the stage. I've never, I've never heard, heard that. I've never heard that. They should have made that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like something I probably heard somewhere. Well, you got a computer right there, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. The boards? Yeah, look up, uh, you know, Broadway term, the boards. See what that means. Okay. Please. <laughs> I don't think shit's going to come up. I don't think so either. You can figure it out if you want. Um, it's a giant computer. Jesus. Look at that thing. Uh, it's, a, it's all for porn. <laughs> yeah, I need a big wide screen to catch my loads. Yeah, okay. Oh man! All right. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, so well, you it was nice being on this network. <laughs> <laughs> so you were you just started doing drama drama in high school, and then did you do it in college, or did you go to college? Never went to college. No, no that's a waste of fucking time. So good for you. Um. Yeah. Thank God I didn't do that. Where did Get you an go? education and shit. <laughs> yeah, I've really made some great choices. No backup plan. <laughs> Where did no you plan, period. Yeah. I've never had a fucking plan. You know, Where did you grow up at? Um, well, I grew up on the East Coast, basically. I mean, I'm from, I, my family moved around like every three or four years for okay. some fucking reason. And then, um, dude, I kept thinking that the sound guy was staring at me, but it's a fucking picture. It's a picture. Jesus yeah. Christ, man, seriously. All right. I'm like, man, <laughs> guy won't break eye contact. <laughs> it's like I said the same thing robot. earlier. Like every time I look up, I see that fucker staring at me, and I'm like, "This is fun." Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> and you know it's there, right? Well, when I was sitting in that seat, yeah. After a while, I would, you know, finally. Well, he's just kind of on the side of your head. Yeah. So every time you move, I see him. Yeah. I'm like, "Yo, fuck! All right, now you're making me uncomfortable." <laughs> so if I was like, "All right, I'm gonna stare this fucker down." Oh, it's a picture. All yeah, right. He will, that's a staring contest. You'll lose. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Uh, where did you start out at? What comedy club? Um, Portland, Oregon. Uh, okay. Place called Silver Dollar Pizza. Okay. It was, it was great. I mean, it was a great. We only had like the one open mic really at the time, and it was. Um, but it was the back room of a pizza joint, which is pretty big size, pretty good size, mm-hmm. and um, college kids would come there every Tuesday, and you know, drink beer like they'd have cheap beer. And so you'd have a full house almost yeah. every Tuesday to yeah. try new jokes. It was crazy. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, that's how I, so I don't know how I would have done going to open mics from the beginning. You know what I mean? So every Tuesday you were just like. And I took classes. Stand-up classes? Stand-up comedy, yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I mean, you know, I can't say, well, this is the, <laughs> this was the advice I got from the teacher, right for the dumbest person in the room. That was one of the. Bits of advice, which is absolutely worse. What was the bit of advice? Write for the dumbest person in the room. Oh, really? So that everybody gets your jokes. Huh. You don't like you don't like that? That's the worst fucking piece of advice. Yeah, that is the worst piece of advice. It's terrible, because now you're writing for stupid people. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You're making your jokes so simple. Yeah. Anyway. But. I like it because I'm lazy, so. You, know what I mean? you write for the stupidest person in the room? I don't know if I do that with that intent, but I think that's how it comes out. It but if you're not out. stupid, you can't write stupid. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but when you start now, you don't, I don't care who, if you end up being a comic genius. I mean, you see some of these guys in their earlier stuff, and it's just like really bad Yeah, comedy, you know. We all, I mean, I look, oh God, I was going through tapes right when things were turning digital. Mm-hmm. So I was getting rid of all tapes to see if there was anything I wanted to convert. So, yeah. burn this shit, please. Yeah, I came across the first time I featured at a at a club, and I remember thinking, like, I got laughs, so I thought I did pretty well, and I 
watched this tape and I was so fucking embarrassed. Like I was doing like this Brooklyn accent. Like at the end of my jokes, I'd be like, what about that? You know, (laughs) just this weird thing I would do. And I don't know how I was getting laughs, but it must've been just an easy room or something, but the shit was terrible. I had this joke about, about the, there was this guy who snuck into a, uh, and a zoo and they, they found the whale like swimming around the, there wasn't a zoo, I guess it was like SeaWorld or something. And he, the guy was like stuck to the whale's back and I was like, he was fucking that thing. You know, and it's like, <laughs> how do you get your dick stuck in the blowhole? He was fucking that thing. And it was like this thing I kept doing. I was just like, oh my God, I can't watch this. I was wearing this shirt that like had like the light would catch it. And it looked like I was almost wearing like something fluorescent or something, even though it was like it's like this purple color. It's just fucking awful. It's like, oh my God, I'm terrible. And you think at the time that you're doing good and you're like, I'm a natural. No, you're not. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, I, I remember when I, I broke out a tape that was for me featuring at Harvey's, which is what the club I ended up mm-hmm. working at board on. You know, that's what we, well, it was the last laugh then. But um, I remember thinking, I should be featuring this fucking place, man. I'm funny. <laughs> funny to feature. Then I saw my, you know, fucking 10 years later, saw my. VHS tape. Oh my fucking Christ. Yeah. I shouldn't have even been allowed to fucking wait table. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. Terrible. But I thought I was just strong. And yeah. What's wrong with these fucking people, man? You know, they should be bumping me up and yeah. maybe even headlining. Yeah, the first six or seven times I did comedy went, you know, for for back the, for thinking it did whatever. I, it went pretty well. And I remember thinking like, you know, they say stand up so hard, but I don't know if that applies to me. Like, <laughs> right. I, I think I'm a natural, you know. And then, like, the first time I got paid was eight bucks, and I did terrible. Um, so, yeah. It's funny, the shit you think when you're young. Yeah. Well, I wasn't young. I should have known better, but, you know, you just knew. I mean, you're I took the class, comedy, young in comedy, and uh, I did two minutes at the open mic. That was the graduation. And um, uh, this girl in front of me, who was a regular comics. Uh, was talking about the. She wondered why so many guys in comedy when the microphone was shaped like a dick. And um, so, I mean, I think the first thing I said was something like, uh, "I'm not touching that damn microphone," you yeah. know. And it killed. And uh, so I had a good two minutes. I don't know if I if I would have ever went back. You know, if I'd have ate it, I don't know if that I ever would have. Yeah. Because yeah. you think bombing at an open mic is bad. Try it in a classroom. Mm-hmm. You know whatever seven other people who suck you know <laughs> staring at you and yeah. not, you think you got the funniest fucking thing and you're reading it and then there's nothing it's yeah. silence you're like oh yeah. fuck me my first gig my first bit was that I did one of those workshop things I just went and watched these guys at this workshop thing they had at Stanford and Sons and then I I, I gave me kind of confidence because I sat in the back and I was like well no matter how bad it goes I'm not going to be as bad as these fuckers yeah 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 and I had this big this gig about the pig having an eight minute orgasm or something, and it was brilliant. <clears throat> I should probably dust that. Oh, an early yeah, Harvey Weinstein that. joke, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Harvey's in Portland. That was a great club. I haven't been there in a few years since they switched the Booker, but um, well, it's a new been. owner. Oh, is it a new owner? Yeah, Barry yeah, sold that's it. Right. Barry's gone. It oh, used to I, be I, worth it. Go ahead. I didn't know that it had been sold. I thought it was just done. So no, no, no. no. Well, he 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 had a heart attack, Barry. Right. He ran it for his his son, was, his son was running it. He right. tried a couple of different people, but it just didn't work. I mean, Barry is kind of like um, 
uh, I mean, he's on it. You know, he's a businessman. That's how he, you know, mm-hmm. and so he looked at it as a business, you know. And then when he would leave, then it would be run kind of half ass. So anyway, he had a heart attack. He said, I'm done with it. Um, and so uh, he sold it. I forget who he sold it to. But now they have like a condo. Yeah. I mean, they they used to have a condo. You could go in a day early and maybe hang yeah, out a yeah, day yeah. late afterwards. Now it's a hotel room. Mm. So now if you want to go in a day early, it's Portland too. So it's like a hundred bucks is the cheapest hotel room you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Now that's cutting in your money. And you're like, ah, it's, right. like, it's not even worth it anymore. Yeah. And it's expensive to fly into Portland. Yeah, I don't know why, but it is. So it's not that good a gig anymore? I'm sure the room is still great. I mean, I heard it's great. They're getting bigger names. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do. So they're trying to compete with Helium. Okay. But I mean, I haven't been there. I'm sure it's great, but I, you know, I can't. Yeah, Barry was, I mean, he was definitely a businessman, but he, uh, he paid well, and, and they did have a decent, uh, I kind of like that little apartment they would put you in. Well, it depends. Um, he moved it, I remember, the first time me and uh, Augie Smith were there uh, doing a week, and, and he's, uh, um, he's got a, con- he said, well, I'm moving the condo out to uh, Portland Hills, and uh, I got this nice little Jaguar that I uh, bought for the comics, a used Jaguar I bought for the comics to drive back and forth. And me and Augie leave, and we're like, that fucking thing is going to last one week. <laughs> we were fucking, got comics in here drinking, and then you give them a muscle car from yeah. a European sports car. Yeah. <laughs> one week later, the very first woman that, that was working, I can't remember her name, drove it, wrecked the fucking Jaguar. <laughs> I mean, the Portland Hills are hard to negotiate, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. are you kidding me? That didn't make any sense at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember hearing about that. I got, in, I got into the game. After that. <laughs> that would be your autobiography. The yeah. game. I got into comedy after all that shit. But I remember hearing about that. Like, really? They trusted comics with a car? And they're like, yeah, the headliner drives. And I'm like, oh. Well, they, Which End used to have a car. Who? Which End? You ever yeah. do Which End? No, I never. That's for Cooney. That was a great little room, man. Oh, man. It was Didn't it close? Um, yeah, it ended up closing eventually. Um, oh. yeah, I finally got in with the booker and then it closed. <laughs> yeah, you probably got lucky because he ended up fucking people out of money. Not not the comic who was part of the thing, but his partner. He didn't, I don't want to say names, but um, um, yeah, check started bouncing. Hmm. And so, you know, I called the uh, um, club and because he wasn't getting back to me. So finally I called the club. And then, you know, told them, hey, what's going on? Is, is the owner around, whatever? Um, a check bounce. <laughs> he called me back pretty quick. He's like, oh, man, don't call the club. I, was like, you're, you're, I, I looked and I saw I, I deposited the wrong check mm-hmm. in the wrong account. So that's why it bounced, but I'm going to fix it tomorrow. I was like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, he, he, made, he ended up making a good, making good on it. But I've been fortunate. I've had one guy... Try to screw me out of money and eventually paid me like a little bit at a time until he finally got it all to me. But I've been at this 19 years now, 17 through 11, and I don't think I've ever gotten. There was one guy when I was starting out that tried to not give me 50 bucks, and I, I think I threatened him. <laughs> I got my money, but, um, but yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. I've never, I've never not gotten my money. Have you? Yeah, ever, no, have I've never been. I, there's one guy that still owes me 100 bucks for a gig I did in Aruba. So I, I call it even. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? Definitely. I mean, that's beautiful there, man. So, but I mean, I don't do vacation gigs anymore, but. So I read, I didn't know this about you, that you uh, were in the army. Yeah. And you got kicked out. 
Uh, yeah, I was in there for almost two years. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just... It wasn't for you, huh? No. No, I mean, you know, it's people telling you what to do all fucking day. Yeah. Long. I don't know if you guys know that about the Army, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always, I've heard some things. Yeah, yeah. it's always something on your ass. What made you want to go into the Army? Um, prison or the Army. Oh, really? You got in trouble? <laughs> oh. You got in trouble and they gave you a choice? And they gave me a choice, and so, yeah. You care to tell us what you got in trouble for? Uh, well, maybe stole some guns. Yeah. You know, allegedly. from a guy. Allegedly. Yeah. I guess not really allegedly well, anymore since I pled guilty. And they're uh, like, well, you like guns, so we're going to give you a choice, boy. No, actually, I came up with the idea. Okay. Nice. And um, they were like, yeah, all right, cool. We'll do that. We'll drop charges if you go to the military. And they, do they do that anymore? Is that like a now that yeah, they do it more. I they think. Yeah, I mean, you can do it with a conviction. Wow. You know, if it's not too bad of a conviction, you can uh, you know because they need guys. Right. And gals can't forget the gals now. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing I you know I always I thought man this uh, women in combat thing is not going to work because what are they but what what are Americans going to do when they start seeing women coming home with limbs blown off and apparently yeah fucking totally cool with it. Yeah, people are always like, I, I don't understand why you can you can join the military and all this, but you can't drink till you're 21. And I'm like, because if they made people wait till they were 21 to join the military, wouldn't nobody join the fucking military? It'd be the numbers would be way yeah, down. Dangle that well, college, you know, college. But they say that about every, you know, a lot of things. But it's like you don't get all the privileges at once, asshole. You know what I mean? You don't just hear. You can do everything right now. We'll ease you into it. Yeah. When you're a kid, you want everything right now. You know. But when you get older, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, you know what? Because when I was 18, that was a, when, back then you could drink at 18. Yeah. So. What did you do to get kicked out of the army, though? I had a series of fucking problems. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what they would call Article 15s is if they write you up for yeah. something, right? If it was bad enough. And um, so then they went on this big push to get dead weight out of the military. You know, which was, uh, I fell into the dead weight category. Uh, and uh, overweight people. You know, yeah, they told, I had one sergeant who'd been in for like 20-something years, Vietnam vet, he got out rather than lose weight. Huh. He was pissed. But anyway, so we got a new commander. He came in. He's like, I'm get, everybody wants to get out. Come on in. And, you know, or, you know, anybody, that, uh, platoon sergeants, you want to get out bring them in, and so they came in, and they read all my uh, charges okay. you know, that, been, that I had accumulated over that <laughs> period of time, you know. Um, the reign of terror. Yeah, basically. And then he came across one that was uh, um, a good accommodation. <laughs> <laughs> and our thing was, we'd say, aerosol, because I was in a unit for... Uh, it was 101st, but they lost their um, jump status. Okay. So it was uh, helicopters. So aerosol was our, you know, when you salute aerosol, that kind of thing. So he's reading all these charges, and he gets the one good one. Aerosol! And he goes back, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> we all enjoyed it. You know. Did you smart off to, like, your... your uh... Oh, yeah, constantly. I mean, it was just, it was just a nightmare. I mean, it's a peacetime army, for one thing. You know, so you got these pe pencil pushes are the ones, that's what they would say, are the ones who get promoted. Right. You know, like other than, uh, um, 
uh, basic training, it was cool. The drill sergeants, I like the drill sergeants. They were all non-vets. You know, they were all cool. But then when you get into your unit, it's all, it's all pencil pushers that get fucking promoted, you know, because they do all the paperwork, right? Right. Submit everything, right? And that's who's running things. It's picky-only bullshit, you know? I mean, I had several guys say that, you know, sergeants or whatever from the... They were like, man, if this is a war, you'd be fine. <laughs> we're in fighting right now. This would be yeah. fine. But they're yeah. not going to allow this shit, so... Yeah. You should yeah. get out. So I left, you know? Still got an honorable discharge. Oh, they okay. Seeing oh, that's kicked out. Um, no, it was uh, yeah, it was, you know, well, it was a mutual. Yeah, you know. <laughs> irreconcilable <laughs> differences. Is what, yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> nobody's at fault. Just... Speaking of irreconcilable differences, uh, how long were you married for? I was only married for a couple of years, but I was with uh, her for like uh, seven total, maybe something like that. Yeah. No kids. No kids. No. Have you ever regretted not having kids? Not for a fucking second. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. Oh my god! What for? What? You know what I mean? Yeah. The fuck? Why? You have kids? Uh, not yet. No. Oh. No. Nothing kids? I know. No kids? Mm-hmm. Not that he knows of. Drake's got tons of bastard childs and children in Reno. Yeah, but th- those hookers make you wear a condom. <laughs> <laughs> I met a couple of them. Out, yeah, you did. Outside of the house. Yeah, you know, then it's up to you. Right. What right. a fucked up term, by the way. Bastard means illegitimate, like you ain't even a real person because your parents <laughs> aren't Yeah. Term. Yeah. Well, I mean, things used to be way different. Do people use that in Ukraine? No, I'm a bastard. No. You know, like they want to no, clarify that. No, I don't think that. anyone's ever used it. But when I, when I found out what it meant, like they had an illegitimate child. I just always thought that was the most fucked up thing ever. Like it meant like he's not a real person. Well, his parents didn't sign the paperwork, so it's um things are that used to just be the term. Yeah, now bastard. That's the bastard child. Yeah, I mean that was the term, the technical term. Yeah, for a child that was born out of wedlock, mm-hmm. that's a bastard child. But now, because this is what happens, this is my theory. People start common everyday people start using the term to shit on each other. Yeah, you yeah. fucking bastard. You know, so now <laughs> bastard becomes it's like retard. Right, retard was a technical yeah. medical term, yeah. and it replaced it replaced something like imbecile, mm-hmm. because people started calling each other imbecile. <laughs> All right, that's a bad word now. We can't call. We can't. Yeah. They're retarded. Okay, they're retarded. We call them retarded now, and now we started calling each other retarded, and so they're like, oh no, no, okay, yeah. that's a bad. We can't call them retarded anymore. Yeah. We fuck everything up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Imbecile is a kick-ass word. Yeah, you there was something oh, before yeah. imbecile. I wish I could remember what it was. It was like a chart. It was yeah. imbecile, and before that it was, uh, I can't remember right now, but, you yeah. You have a chart at home? I have a chart as well. You got a retard chart? It's in my scrapbook. <laughs> imbecile, I love that word. Yeah. Nincompoop, is that on there? Uh, I don't know. Nincompoop isn't funny to me, but... It's got poop in the word. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's a germ word or something, right? I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Yeah, sounds German. It just it pretty much cuts to the heart of the matter. What's so. what's the politically correct way to call somebody a retard today? That's not a retard, is it? Well, now you got the you know you got autism. You got um, the um, Down syndrome. You know that's what we called. Retarded kids back in the day were right. Down syndrome kids, right. I think, mostly, when you say. Special needs is what you say today. Yeah. Right. Without pissing people off, I think. Yeah. But, you know, even now, like you were saying, I mean, I'll say that to people in the crowd, like, what are you, special needs? I think it's a huge laugh rather than, you know, 
Someday, Somebody you see, if everybody keeps saying it like you did, use yeah. it as a derogatory term for a normal person, then it's gonna it'll become a bad word, right? Right. Yeah. I wonder what the next term will be for special needs. I'm thinking Mencia, I like uh, like Mencia. Maybe. Carlos Mencia. Yeah, you know, put a put a spin on it like that. Not a big Carlos Mencia fan. Yeah, not really. Okay. I remember the first time I... I like how the word flows. I remember the first time I hosted a show. That sounds like um, menstrual, though. That's true. Don't they call it the menses or something? The menses, yeah. Okay. We'll work on it after. Yeah, yeah we definitely will. <laughs> first time I, I opened at, at a comedy club, one of the first times was for, for uh, Carlos Mencia, and he did... You know, I was, I was hosting, and I had to I had to pee, but he had done like almost an hour, so I figured he was about to wrap up. So I went and stood, you know, in my position by close to, close to the stage or whatever, and uh, and I stood there for like another two hours just having to pee so bad. And I was like, dude, if I go pee now, he's gonna close the show. And fuck, I stood there forever. He did three hours. Oh, you were hosting? Yeah, Jesus. yeah, because I figured he would close the show, and I'd be in the bathroom holding my beater, and so I stood there for two fucking hours, but. Anyway, so you've been at this a long time. What is it that you hate about the business now? What do I hate about the business? Is there anything you hate about it? I'm done with the traveling. I can't do it anymore, man. Yeah. You know, I travel as little as possible. How long have you been in Hollywood? Um, well, I'm not really in Hollywood. How long have you been out here? Hollywood adjacent, I guess you could say. Right. Um, you can see Hollywood from my house. Yeah. You know, you can see show business. Um... I've been in L.A. basically for, I don't know. Most of your career? No. Okay. I was in, I went from Portland to San Francisco, okay. which is a great town to do comedy. I yeah. mean, just is that where you met Dan Gabriel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, and that's just the best place to do comedy. You know, I mean, just uh, the open mics were great. You know, is it still shit. that way in San Francisco? I've heard it's a pretty good scene. I hear it's pretty good too. And, you know, I think it went away for a while, and now it's like you know, the young resurgence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. You know, I think what four or five festivals every year in San Francisco. Yeah, and they got this room called the Setup that I did not too long ago. Well, they've always done a competition, right? So it's not like a politic politically correct city. I took second in the competition, and I was fucking drunk every day and everything. <laughs> so if you got second, then no, it's not politically correct. <laughs> um. No, uh, no, I mean there was nobody any anybody terrible, like terribly offensive or anything. Though, yeah, I mean because they judge who, if they're gonna allow you in or not. Yeah, you know, before you even get in front of the judges. So, yeah, I mean there's nobody. There was nobody. I mean, there was always one show that you had to do clean, wherever it was, and then there was always somebody that broke the rule and got thrown out or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know. What year did you do? I don't know. Ninety nine, maybe. Like that, yeah. But what is it about the traveling you can't stand now? The fucking traveling, you know, the being on planes or people and the fuck, that fucking people, you know. Yeah. Somebody was telling me someplace the other day. They're like, "Oh man, you love it here." My wife thinks you love it here. It's alive. I'm like, I fucking hate life. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does she not know me at all? It's alive. That's the last thing I want. Yeah. Life. You know what I mean? Dealing with people are assholes. Yeah. You know. Because they're just horrible because they just want what they want and make things easy for them. Nobody does their job anymore. Right. You know, maybe they never did. I just didn't know it. But nobody smiles at you anymore. 
You know, it's just every just a job, or it's a, unless it's a big smile from the stewardess. You know, where do you mainly perform? Stewardess. At? <laughs> from the uh, I'm sorry, I meant the, uh, <laughs> the sky waiters. No, the uh, <laughs> wait, flight attendant. That's sky waiters. <laughs> <laughs> That's really mean because they do like in emergencies. They do yeah save lives. You know, you know. My wife was a flight attendant actually. Is that where you met her? No, no, I met her. I was working in a bakery. <laughs> and managing a baker and she worked for me. So that's back when you could, you know, sexually harass right. young women into uh, having a relationship with you. Yeah. yeah. I was like the assistant manager. She's like, hey, this guy's going places. Yeah. Her mistake, but you know what I mean? She was young. She was young. Was your divorce? Was it like... free donuts all the time? <laughs> Did you guys have a amicable, amicable divorce? Or amicable as hell. We, uh, we got divorced through the mail. Really? Oh, nice. yeah, we, yeah. We just sent away and like, you know. $78 budget divorce kit. Do you remember those yeah. commercials? Yeah, that's the, what it was. The cookie jar and the money falling. $78 budget divorce kit. I don't, I don't remember, remember that. I, remember I don't remember the kit. commercial, but. Yeah, maybe it was just a Kansas City. It, was, it looked like a very local commercial. <laughs> that's how I got into show business. Was a commercial for uh, talking on the radio. School. Yeah. National Broadcasting School is what I ended up going to. So where do you mainly do your gigs now? That's what I asked. I forgot to. Uh, you know, San Francisco, Las Vegas, so some travel, private stuff. Like yeah, it. I don't like it though. I mean, you know, yeah. I <laughs> cut that down to a minimum. Yeah. I'm just trying to go on auditions now. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, you're a you're a good actor too. Do you? Uh, what's the key to a good Russian accent? Oh man. You didn't, didn't you play like a Russian mob boss or something recently? Yeah, and I can't. Well, it's been about five years now. They Has haven't released involved? any of the footage. Mm. Because it was. Uh, God, time flies. I thought I was just talking to you about that. Oh, Tell me a magic club. Um, yeah, no, well, I think the secret is um, my idea was when I went in there to, for the audition, first of all, I was pissed off. Mm -hmm. I was late for the audition. Traffic was a bitch. I walked in there. And this, I didn't realize, it was like a good audition. Mm -hmm. I'd been doing cattle calls, you know, with like 100 fucking people there yeah. for the same part. Right. And. Um, so I walk in, they go to Santa Monica, and i fucking pissed off. I find a place, I walk in, and there's this one guy <laughs> with a camera sitting in a chair in an office waiting for me. I'm like, oh, man, I'm fucking sorry. Fucking traveling, blah, blah, blah. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. He's a very nice guy. Uh, don't worry about it. Use the restroom. Get your shit together. Come back in. So I go uh, I go back in, sit down, and um, and my thought was people that... And I've heard somebody say this is why, you know, some actors say this. When you're people that are not from here, they try not to have an accent. I mean, that's what they're trying. They're not. Right. And people who do accents always go over the top. Right. So I was like, I'm barely going to do an accent. You know what I mean? So, in fact, the first line, he read the line, I read the line back to him, and I saw him look up. Like, you going to do an accent? You know what I mean? I know that's what was going through his head. And then the next one, I did. And then when I got on the set, the... Um, Director was Janusz Kaminski, who is Spielberg's uh, cinematographer for years. Wow. He got like three Oscars, like one for War Horse, that kind of thing. So it was a big fucking deal. I didn't know it. You know, that's why it was one person, one-to-one -one interview. And he is Polish hmm. and has an accent. <clears throat> and he, he's like, man, I the reason I picked you, he said, I have Russian friends, but their fucking accent <laughs> sounds like a fucking cartoon. He said, yeah. you barely had it. He yeah. said, just do it. He says, can you do a Russian accent? And I said, I said, of course. He goes, yeah, just like that. Don't go any harder than that. Right. And so that's what he wanted, something 
you know, just just very slight. Yeah, yeah, to over overpower the fucking screen. Right. And he said that's what people do. So my instincts are good if I can get the fucking auditions, you know. Yeah. So but that never came out. You have an agent that sends you out all the time. I haven't gone out in a while, but I'm starting to get back into it. I just saw auditions for Lethal Weapon. I've done two auditions for Lethal Weapon. For the TV the show. show? The TV yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Cool. So, you yeah, know, didn't get them, but... Oh, so it's a done deal. What? I mean, when you said you auditioned twice, so you got a call? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Two different auditions oh, okay. for two different parts. Okay. You know, they, you know, they, they go through the same people all the time. Kind yeah. Of thing, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in that. I just started taking acting classes. And just, yeah. Just you reading should definitely get a commercial agent, Drake. Yeah. Yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta, I mean, I, don't I want that Sonic gig where it's just two guys in a drive-through. Well, those guys are really good. Uh, apparently, they're from Chicago, I think. Are they like improv? Guys? Yeah, they're improv guys, big time improv. Yeah, guys, so they've been doing it for years. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's where their money comes from. Now. Yeah, what, I mean, a, what a sweet gig. But they're, you know, I guess they're a little upset, a little bummed out that that's what it all culminated into. But now they're typecast as the Sonic guys. Well, they, that's all they get, you know, because yeah, yeah, nobody else wants to use, you know, nobody else would use what's her name from fucking Flo. Geico or whatever. Flow, flow, yeah, yeah. I yeah. heard. I don't know if it's true. That's for a menstrual product. That might work actually. But. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know flow if it's true, term. but I heard that she had her bags packed and was literally about to walk out the door when they called her and told her she got that commercial. And it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me. And she's made God millions off it, dude. I don't know how much fucking money she's made. But no, it's ridiculous lot. amount. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous amount. Yeah. Her kids, kids won't have to work. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, she, I mean, I guess she, they've let her branch out a little bit. Like now she does like six different characters on the. Yeah, I think that's her idea would be my guess that she really wants to do it. And someone pretty funny. I mean, I, you yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. I enjoy it. I mean, yeah. she, cause she can't do anything else. She's like Mr. Whipple. <laughs> Remember Mr. Whipple? Yeah. Don't squeeze the Charmin guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't do anything else. Yeah. But not a nice fat check. <laughs> I'll yeah. take that check. Yeah, no kidding. I'm ready to sell out. Just show me who to sell out to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, man, uh, let's see. If there's anything else I wanted to ask your ass, I don't think so. But I've, been, I've laughed my ass off today. And uh, I appreciate you coming out and doing this. Is there what? something? What, wait, where you, where's your Facebook? How do they. Just go on Facebook, Robert Duchesne. That's all there is to it. Yeah, and I post where I'm going to be on Facebook. I know I need to get Instagram and all that stuff, and I will. Yeah. But, um, you D-U-C-H-A-I-N-E. Right? Correct. Robert yeah, Duchesne. Robert Duchesne. If you can't spell Robert, then you probably shouldn't be on there. It's really entertaining. You guys definitely got to check out his Facebook. And you could, uh, yeah, do that. I mean, if you just type in some kind of name, it usually comes up. And yeah. You get close, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you got to get Instagram and all that crap. You, uh, you don't do Twitter? I thought you were a Twitter guy. Uh, Twitter, I just can't get a handle it, on it. It's fucking frustrating, man. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and I've seen some really funny stuff. I've put funny stuff on there. I've seen other put, people put really funny, good lines. They have like two likes. Yeah, like, yeah. This yeah. is why I hate Twitter, because it, it, there's something about, I don't know if it's algorithms. If I knew how to work it, it would be, you know, I would be have more followers and all that shit. But you'll see some bullshit and it's got like 17,000 retweets and 100,000 likes. And you're like, there's more to this than just having, you know, good And shit. it's stupid shit. Yeah. No, I mean, you see stupid. I mean, well, here you go. Pretty much if you can come up with a joke about Trump, I think you do pretty well. Yeah. You know. i get some likes. But I can't, I can't get off the ground on uh, fucking Twitter. I In know. fact, I gain more followers when I don't tweet. As soon as I start tweeting... 
people start dropping off. Really? <laughs> I swear to God. That's frustrating, too. When your social media numbers aren't through the roof, you can see who's unfollowed you just a number-wise. You're like, eh, yeah, 850 yesterday, now I'm 846. Like, yeah. who, who actively went through my shit and like, nope. Yeah, I mean, who, yeah. I think they figure out that you don't you didn't follow them back, and they're like, well, then fuck you. And I'm like, I can't follow everybody because, you know. Nah, I don't think that's it. I think they get upset or whatever. Yeah. You know, they think you have, what my problem is I have opinion, my opinions vary, so I might, you know, be pro one thing today, and then people are like, oh, I'm going to follow him. I like that. You know, he hates Trump because he made that joke about Trump. And then the next day I make fun of the Democrats. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, what an asshole. And then I lose people. Yeah. It's like you can't make fun of. You have to have a point of view. You can't, yeah. you know. The comedians, that's what I like about your, your uh, Facebook is that you make fun of everyone. That's what I try to do. But that gets you nowhere. Yeah. Especially now, now that identity politics, you can't build a following doing that. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's got to be one or the other. You got to have the same, you know, people, they go someplace, they go to CNN because they fucking hate Trump, just like they went to Fox because they fucking hated Obama. Yeah. You know, uh, well, I, I mean, they built Fox on the back of uh, Bill Clinton. Mm -hmm. You know, and now CNN is like huge because everybody hates Trump. Yeah. And it's just Trump 24 hours a day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on, give me a break. There's other shit going on. Check out my Twitter, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you're still on there. I'm still on there, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I'm not giving up. At comedian Robert Duchesne. Um, Duchesne Comedy, I think. There he is, yeah. I, I've tweeted it today, so you'll do, by the end of the day, you'll have at least four or five more. <laughs> Shall I tweet again? And then drop ten off. <laughs> well, uh, this should be out, uh, not tomorrow, but the following Wednesday, and I'll make sure you... Uh, Get the link and all that so you can put it on, on Facebook. And uh, is there anything else you want to plug before we got here? No, nah, I'm good, man. Drake, what would you like to say? Uh, for our next week, followers, I'll be in uh, Grants Pass the following week. Uh, yeah, the Wild River Pub, something like that. That's a fun yeah. little room. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Um, yep. Yeah. I've done it several times. Yeah, it's a great little room. It's yeah. cool. I forget. What's the guy's name that, that books it? Um, I forget. But uh, uh, it's a fun little Starts show. Starts with a K. Right. But who cares? Uh, but who cares? It's a great show. So if you're in uh, Grants Pass, Oregon, come on out. Uh, or you want to go on vacation. Where yeah. am I going to go next weekend? Go to fucking Grants Pass. There you Pass go. Watch my buddy drink. <laughs> uh, I'll be at the Funny Bone in Virginia Beach next week, uh, 18th through the 22nd. And uh, go to timgathercomedy.com. Check out all my Instagram and all that stuff. And subscribe on our YouTube. Uh, Drake and I are doing some videos. And I'm going to be uploading some stuff soon. And what else? Uh, Makingithappen.com. Help out little Bo Macon. And yeah, all my social media links are on timgathercomedy.com. So thanks for listening, everybody. God bless all of you. Bye. 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 Signing out. Great. Twitch. Thanks for coming, guys. Oh. Appreciate everybody listening. All right. We're still oh, live? Yeah, we're still live, so I got to shut it off. So don't say anything. Don't say anything too awful. Well, that ought to hold the little bastards. That's correct. <laughs> who was that who said that? That was like a Howdy Doody guy or something. Back in the day, yeah, back when TV was live. <laughs> that ought to hold those little bastards. <laughs> he said that? Yeah, yeah. Like he thought he was off air? He thought he was off the air, you know, yeah. but it was live. And that ought to hold those little bastards or some shit like that. <laughs> it was pretty funny. That was the end of it. I left that last part on there because I found it very funny. So I hope that holds you, little bastards. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, again, go to timgathercomedy.com and uh, like all my social media links. And uh, thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.